Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Mason J Show. Today, I do a podcast with my good friend and current co-worker, Lisa Fay. Me and Lisa have worked together since the beginning of June, and over that time, we've come to be pretty close friends. Um, we have a great conversation today about some really thought-provoking topics. Talk a lot about where we see our futures going. Um, we're both in our 20s and have this turning point in our lives where we're trying to figure out what's next. What's next after this current job? What's next after quarantine? Or just, you know, what does our future have in store for us? So about 15 minutes in, we start getting into this conversation. And I really enjoyed having it. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Um, towards the end of the podcast, we get a little bit crazy going into some conspiracy or like future stuff. I don't know. It's funny to us. Well, I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, please enjoy the podcast with Lisa Fay. And we're live. Uh, Lisa, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me in these crazy times. times yeah. yeah. How's quarantine? I know you're you live with your family. How's everyone doing with that? I do. Honestly, I find that it's been a blessing that I live with my family because mm. there's always something going on. There's just I mean people to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> like there's a flow throughout the day where everyone's kind of has their own agenda, but then we come together to do things, activities and meals. So it's been really nice to have people. Yeah. Yeah, I bet, because I'm here by myself, and the, the only social interaction I get is either recording these podcasts or FaceTiming. I've done a lot of the, uh, like, the Zoom uh-huh. conferences, conferences with uh, some friends. Where I just feel like, like Zoom's taken off. Like, everyone is... Would have been a great time to invest. Yeah, really. <laughs> Honestly. Seriously. Or, like, even just any other social platforms that, yeah. like, involves collaboration has been... I feel like people are... Or at least, I feel like after quarantine, there's going to be a lot of creative things that come out albums dropping and stuff like yeah. that like oh true right because everyone's just had this time, time to like collaborate to, yeah yeah just put their mind to it no that's true i definitely feel like after this quarantine too is going to be a period of digital i don't know what the right word i'm looking for is but just like a lot more digital use people are going to be doing a lot more of these zoom conferences mm-hmm. taking like, advantage of the technology we have because we were forced to right. for so long and then like in a way this was the kick in the butt that people needed and now there's going to be even more innovation that comes with connecting people from a distance for sure and i think also a lot of people will you know once the bands are lifted and everything goes back to normal quote unquote mm-hmm. they really aren't going to go back to normal people are going to they yeah they're really going to take a step back with large social gatherings it's not going to be like oh everything's over let's get back to like large groups and stuff like that i think people are going to inch yeah or tread lightly back into social gatherings altogether do you, do you think it's going to be like a generational difference in the way people go back to normal cuz i feel like People our age are probably going to jump back into things relatively quickly, but then maybe like the baby boomer generations Mm -hmm. are going to be more skeptical, maybe because they're more at risk. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think also, which ironically, there's there's the percentage of the adults or the baby boomers, the older people who are so cautious and not even leaving their house but there's mm-hmm. also um a percentage of that group that's like ah whatever it's kind of like who are kind of like brushing it off yeah. so i think it'll be i think there's going to be it'll be like an equal dispersion of who i think it's based on that person in general yeah. rather than like a generation generational thing either way it's gonna what are your I'm, plans I'm curious what are your plans like so say the bands get lifted um, like the shelter in place gets lifted the, uh, mid-May. What's your plan? What's your well, Memorial Day weekend plan? What are you thinking? Of? I mean, as of now, I don't have anything really concrete. More or, less, more or less, it'll just be to get out and enjoy the summer. Mm-hmm. Go back out and hang out with people that I haven't got to see since the beginning of this started. Right. And just, like I said, enjoy a Chicago summer. Go back yeah. out to the beach and just kind of pick up where we left off. Maybe make some plans. Do you know... What's going on if uh, Lollapalooza is going to be happening? I mean, I think it's all pending. I think a lot. I think as for right now, I mean, I don't know if your listeners know this, but we're in the trade show industry. We're in the events industry. So it's kind of nice to have that sneak peek or like that know 
Um, how events are looking. How events are looking and at what, I mean, Mine Expo is our biggest event that's in September. And as, I mean, even June events are still happening. So mm -hmm. um, I think we'll kind of get that inside word of whether large scale events are going to be acceptable f beginning yeah. in whenever the summer yeah, or into point. fall. Um, but what? I could see music festivals really taking a hit. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because Memorial Day weekend, speaking of, is a huge music festival weekend all over the country. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see which cancel, if any, or which. Yeah, choose. I had tickets for Preakness, which is a big horse race and then infield fest in Maryland okay. um, that we went to a couple years when I was in Maryland. And that's been canceled and rescheduled for August, which is super weird. But I mean, that's just how everything's going to well, go Well, everything's now. being shifted, like Exhibitor Live. That is was a March event. They rescheduled to mm -hmm. August. But some of our shows rescheduled from March to June. And now they're biting, you know, like now they're like shit because they, re, they rescheduled it way too soon. Like yeah. everything's still going to be in They don't really array. know yet. They don't really know yet. Right. And the other problem with that that I heard one of the coworkers say was that now, you know, these, by the way, for the people listening, these are shows <laughs> that we work on, Exhibitor Live, Mine Expo, these are big trade shows um, that our company manages. But now that they're rescheduled for August, you know, the 2021 show is still scheduled for February. Exactly. Which means that now we have six months or even less to sell that show out. Right. Like is, it, and like, a lot, I feel like a lot of companies are going to do the August one and then be like, well, we're not going to do 2021 because. Exactly. I mean, right budgets there. and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause as it looks for now, 2021 is in the future and everything will be fine, but yeah. you can't push everything between March and whatever, July of 2020 to the fall and expect 2021 to be business as yeah, usual. it's not. Things are going to be weird for a little while. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I love music festivals. I love street festivals, doing all that kind of social stuff, but I think I'm really going to have to take a second look. What if... What if, though, this divides the public into the people that don't care and want to have a good time and the people that are, like, uh, t high and the tight? Hermit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, high and tight and worried about everything. So then the first couple months of people being out at bars and at whatever events go on are just going to be those kind of free-spirited, like, younger mm -hmm. generations that are just out there to have a good time. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Not that, like, that more uptight generation messes things up normally right. but well uh, something that i've seen also is um like whether it's on social media people are saying once this is all over and like something about that line i'm like this is not gonna just all be over like yeah. there's not gonna be a day where it's like oh the war ended like now it's over it's this is a virus that's gonna be around or yeah. at least maybe come back and even yeah. if it does you know get under control it's still gonna be people getting sick and whatever. So people are like, oh, I can't wait till this is all over and we can all go back to normal. It's like, I don't know. Things well, are... Well, you know what? It's going to be over for certain people, I think, because, I mean, I don't really know exactly how viruses work. If you guys didn't know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, You're not? Not, no. Miss those classes. <laughs> but, I mean, if you get the virus and then get better from it and you have the antibodies in your system, then I think for that person, it could be over now they could still right. they could still transmit it. Right. I think maybe like maybe they won't die, but also someone told me um, like this could come back twice as hard in September or in different strains or blah could, blah could blah. Adapt. Like we don't know the, it's the same thing the flu does. They have to come up right. with a new vaccine each year. Right. So it it it's interesting. I mean, I personally am pretty optimistic and positive and glass half full, and I also do have the tendency to be able to see at least for my own life. A projection of the next six months next year kind of me making plans whether it be travel yeah. um work related setting goals um but to be honest i don't really see past Almost july yeah july, right because yeah. like who knows because shit could really hit the fan and <laughs> yeah because if you don't mind sharing you had plans to in june move across the country or across the sea yes yeah, so um what was that all about so I've been working at our company for, it will be three years in August. So today is April 10th. Yep. Um, 
So August 2017, I started working there. I loved it. I love events, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I just kind of knew that I had deeper callings and desires to mm. live the kind of nomadic life. So it's been now two and a half years. And after my second year, I started to think about, well, long story short, uh, something fell through with signing a lease and whether I wanted to buy property, mm. blah, blah, blah. If you really wanted to settle in. Right. Well, I wanted to, and I, I was kind of just eager for my next move. Um, so once the lease fell through, I was like, maybe this is my time to kind of take a bigger risk rather than um, buying a place or, or whether it be property, kind of go travel and do that whole um, nomad like mm. thing. So I had planned, I mean, I have a flight on June 1st to Still Northern right. Italy of all places where yeah. the virus hit pretty big. Um so as of right now, it, it has been put on the back burner. I did tell our company that I won't be leaving June 1st mm -hmm. um, because I told them, hey, this is something I want to do, humanitarianism work, yeah. um, and just kind of live that granola life, if you will. Right. And, um, and what was it? You told me a little bit about your setup, what it would have been in Italy working. You were going to work on a farm? Yeah, so there's an um, organization called WorkAway. If you want to look it up, it's WorkAway, W-O-R-K-A-W-A-Y dot info. Um, and it's basically an online platform um, for people who need work and also workers. So it's a forum basically that you can go live in any country and they provide room and board and three meals a day. And all, every job varies. Um, and there's some really, really unique job postings. Uh, it, it, well, technically it's not a job because you're not paid. The pay is, or in exchange for your work, you, you get, yeah, you get yeah. cost of living and food. Um, so, I mean, there's postings from working on a reindeer farm in Norway wow. to helping at a cafe on Greek islands to, um, I mean, helping in a Chicago suburb do mm -hmm. vegetable garden. Like, there's just anything. anything you can dream. Mm -hmm. and, and it's very lucrative because, I mean my mom or your you could if you had an extra bedroom here and you wanted help um just doing anything, anything around yeah. the housework you could offer that that bedroom and then um offer meals and you can have a person come and help you with those jobs so it's it's an awesome opportunity and so once i discovered it i'm like this is something i want to do mm -hmm. it, it's something um that I feel like I could adapt to because yeah. I do like... Because you've traveled over there before. You're kind of familiar with the culture. Right, right. Um, well, I'm, my family's Eastern European. I'm German and like Romanian Irish. Mm -hmm. And um, so we lived... I lived in Budapest for about six months doing... My sister was in the study abroad program. So I lived out there for um, six months while she was studying and kind of traveled, did that whole thing. Cool. But I'm hungry for more, <laughs> so... And and also there. what I tell a lot of people is like I'm 25 years old now is kind of the time to take those risks and to do um, do what you might not be able to do later exactly or once you have a family family you know. exactly exactly so um, my friend Maggie and I actually are going together and I plan I've saved up money since I do live with my family at home um, and I was gonna travel for about a year and then maybe get. A job somewhere who knows the windows yeah. open so I mean anything is possible exactly fortunately not right now but. <laughs> right so um and I mentioned before I mean I kind of I'm optimistic I know nobody could have expected the situation we're in right now with with coronavirus and um and the economy and everything um, and especially because this is a worldwide virus. There's mm -hmm. no countries that are exempt. It's yeah. not um, a war or whatever. So, um, and that might mean some are going to take longer to recover you know, than ours or than Italy might or than you know, any of the other countries that have been seriously affected. Right. Could. So, I mean, I'm just staying tuned, keeping my eyes wide open. Yeah. And, staying optimistic. Um, staying optimistic, exactly. Actually, the president of our company, when I did send him the email and say, um, <clears throat> hey, unfortunately, it's due to the state of the world. I just won't be yeah. going in June. And he emailed such a genuine response back saying, we're so happy to 
know that you're staying on board once the opportunity comes you'll be ready to take it That's and awesome. I was just like so supportive. so supportive exactly it just made me have such an appreciation and gratitude for my current situation mm -hmm. um be that I didn't it's it's nice to have like genuinely appreciative people in your life right yeah it helps right. you to just know that those people are out there and also it's just good to have support right I mean right. And for those of you that don't have those people in your life or if you're a boss I mean jobs are different ours is a really family-owned kind of smaller company but if, if you're in a situation where the people that you look up to or your superiors are just like douchebags or dicks or, right. or aren't supportive of you as a person it's not a good it's not, it's not a good place to stay long term yeah. right to your growth and your to your optimism yeah, yeah to your optimism to want to do things and to want to expand your own mind not just work at the you know yeah not just get paid exactly or just be working towards someone else's um mm -hmm. dreams and goals so yeah i'm kind of in the same boat right now i've just like this quarantine has had me uh has given me a lot of time to think just about where i'm gonna go after this job because if anyone's listening from the company <laughs> unfortunately this is not going to be a long-term thing for me um just the trade show industry has been fantastic to get me started and has given me the opportunity to travel around our country, um, which I've loved and I would not, I don't regret the decision jumping into it, but at this current point, I just feel like there's something bigger for me to achieve. Um, and that will come with like more education or more experience in somewhere outside of the company that I'm at right now. Um, and when I say that, you know, it's no disrespect. It's just, right. it just is. And I think also it's so valuable to say like, you needed that, or not you specifically, I anyone no, I yeah. needs something that's not the golden nugget of mm -hmm. their life and the best experience. I mean, yes, yeah, some people do get lucky and jump into their first job and it's their passion and it's everything. But is it? Well, for some yeah. people, yeah, you yeah. know, they could, well, every industry is different, every position is different, mm -hmm. but. Because, like, for me, I've never really known what I've wanted to do. Like, people have asked me that all throughout growing up since high school. Like, oh, well, what do you want to do? Like, what's your goal? What are, you, what are you shooting for? And my answer consistently has always been, I don't really know because I don't know what's out there. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to set my mind to something because I've done that before and I've got there and I realized it was just shit. Or right. it, wasn't, it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Like, actually, Mac Miller has a really cool lyric that I've always had in the back of my mind that goes... Uh, I saw a mountain in the distance and I got there and it was just a pile of rocks. Like, mm -hmm. you, can, you can strive for this one thing and you set your mind to it and you get there and then you're just kind of disappointed by how not how it's not what you expected. Um, and not that that's the case with everything. You well, know? I would say that, that that could translate into so many different aspects of life. I mean, this is kind of going off on a different thing, but like with social media or with... Um, just different things. It's easy to paint a picture of how you want something to look, mm -hmm. but then once you take a magnifying glass and really look at the details or uh, or how things are, it, it could be completely. It can be a completely yeah. different animal. Also, when you set your expectations towards something, it's really, it's really often that you get let down because it's not what you expected. Mm -hmm. Not to say you should never have expectations. You know, obviously you should. You should get things that you want in your life. But I've just found that like. I'm not a planner anymore because I would put all this time into planning how I want something to go or how I want an event to happen. And then I get there and the smallest little thing happens that just blows all the hours of planning. I went right. out the window. It's like, all right, well now we got to start from nothing and build right. and build like in the moment. And that's kind of how I've, those lessons have taught me like how to, how I live my life at least is that mm. I don't really stress and put time into planning. Um, some things I do, you know, obviously. I suffer from chronic planning and like, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to like, I mean, it's not crazy, but like these days since my, my plans of, of traveling have kind of been, the rug yeah. has been ripped from underneath me. I'm kind of just like, you know what? Go with the flow. Life is going to, life is going to surprise you. Life is going to continue to throw curveballs and wrenches. And since I've had this philosophy of, you know, don't, don't try to plan, don't try to direct your life, like let your life direct you mm -hmm. in a way I've been very happy with how things have worked out and I think it's a, a token of not having like crazy expectations because things have worked out at least in my life things have worked out very well without me having to put too much direction into it mm -hmm. and I've been able somehow to get to where I've wanted to be by 
having faith that I'll get there through hard work and just recognizing opportunities when they come like, oh, wow, this person that I just met now could actually get me to this point that I want to be at. Like, Mm -hmm. I should get close to them. And I don't mean that in, like, a manipulation way. Like, oh, this person could really be an asset to me. Like, I I need to be friends with them. As you could to them. You know, you may have gifts and skills that you could um, offer them or maybe compatible Mm -hmm. to that aspect, too. Yeah, no, I definitely... Or, like, this this is a person that I need in my life. For sure. Yeah. I think, um, I mean not micromanaging or micromanaging your plans and your just everything that you want to do isn't healthy creating a plan but then also keeping the door open for new things to come in is is a healthy way to look at it it. yeah yeah just being always open to the opportunity that something unexpected could come and you you need to be ready to receive right and resilient enough to be like oh okay well i actually had a different or maybe resilience not the word but just to be uh, yeah optimistic fluid enough to say oh i kind of had a different idea for how even this day was gonna go but i'm so open-minded to doing it this way and we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah because kind of what i was getting to before like i'm at this turning point now where i realized that Okay, the job I have now has been fantastic for giving me role. Yeah, we got to reel it back in, reel it back in. Tie it back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> has been fantastic for giving me real world experience. You know, I've been able to be financially stable living in Chicago, and I have apartment. I have an apartment on my own now, and you know things are working out pretty pretty well to this point. But there needs to be a next step, mm-hmm. and I'm in the process of figuring out what I want that next step to be. And you know, I've I'm really often like contemplating different options that I could take like I could move back to Maryland and get a job back there and settle in with the people that I grew and up and you're with. from Maryland where in Maryland are you from uh, I grew up in Baltimore County which is similar close to Baltimore City that's probably a more recognizable landmark okay Baltimore is north of Washington DC um, by about an hour hour and a half I think it's been a while since I've made that drive but yeah I moved out to Chicago when I graduated college um, which was last year in 2019. I moved here in June of 2019. Um, but, you know, I'm not ready to move back to Maryland. So that's why I've kind of put that on the back burner. I think eventually when I'm ready to have a family, you know, when I'm mm. ready to settle down, I want to go back to Maryland and raise my family in the area that I grew up in. Um, if that works out with whoever I meet. I feel like where you come from will always be an option just because you do have established roots in a sense well the way i look at it with that is i I think i would be able to be a better parent if i am in an environment that i myself grew up in because i know the landscape i don't have to worry as much whereas if i you know if i had a kid in chicago i don't know what it's like to be a kid in chicago so i would be a lot more like on edge when my kid would go out and do things go out to these places that I've never been before that's actually an excellent point I don't know if I've ever considered that but continue yeah because in Maryland like I did everything as a kid that there was to do like we went out to the bars when we were old enough in the areas but we were when we were younger we messed around like went four-wheeling in the woods Mm -hmm. went to White Marsh went to Towson went to all these different areas around where I grew up so I know like as a parent I'd be like oh you guys are going to White Marsh to go to the mall like okay have fun like I know that if I need to get there it's not a problem I know Mm -hmm. the area um that's an excellent point because my dad grew up on the north I mean we live on the northwest side of Chicago mm -hmm. but uh, my dad grew up on the northwest side of Chicago and it really has been a blessing growing up with uh, both both of my parents from this area and knowing um just the ins and outs of the city and the culture. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that's a that's a really, really good point. And so from that, like, that's kind of put my idea to move back to Maryland on the back burner because eventually I'm going to get back there. But now I'm debating where to next because, to be honest, a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, how do you like Chicago? How's it going? You know, are you in love with Chicago? And the honest answer is I'm not in love with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fantastic city. I've experienced, like... I don't ever have any regrets coming here. I've learned so much and it's done amazing things for my career and it will continue to while I stay here. Um, but it's not the environment that I thrive in. Mm-hmm. Like the city's dope, but I'm more of a outside, outdoors, woods, natural environment type of person. And that's just not available I mean, in you Chicago. just only get it four months out of the year. That too. Yeah, the winter so. really sucks. And it's just not close. Like I have a passion for snowboarding. 
I have to fly to Denver to go snowboarding. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, at least when I was in Maryland, there were four resorts, small ones, but four resorts that you could go to to get a little bit of a fix. Here, the only place to go is uh, an hour and 20 minutes north to Wisconsin for a hill that used to be a landfill. (laughs) Literally, used to be a landfill. Yeah. Um, So it's just, there's more out of my life that I want that Chicago can't give me. I guess that's a good answer for it. For sure. but th- but had you not come to Chicago, I mean, you still would have realized that. But I find so much beauty and so much value in things that are not perfect because mm-hmm. it continue it pushes you forward to strive. If Chicago was everything you could have hoped and dreamed, and you had no reason to leave or experience newness, you would probably stay, and that would yeah. be fine. But your experiences would be limited based mm-hmm. on the fact that you achieved or at least got yeah. you know what it's a you stepping want. stone yeah you know i definitely agree with that so now my path is leading like honestly i really want to spend some time in california i think it'd be really cool to live out there um and work and just experience throw some throw some spots out i mean just off the record i mean just the the popular ones that come to mind are, uh like san diego would be nice i don't think i'd want to be in la i don't think i'm ready for all that or <laughs> i don't know if i'd ever be ready for that yeah. exact scene um, but I've heard San Diego is beautiful all year round, and I feel like, I don't really know anything, but I feel like the people down there might be slightly more genuine mm-hmm. than other places. Right. Um, LA kind of has that stereotype of being Like, I'm not, I'm not there fake. to get famous. You're right, I just want to exactly. have, I just want to enjoy the culture and, mm-hmm. like, the weather and the environment. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in, like, Laguna Beach, Newport mm-hmm. Beach, like, south of LA. Yeah. Um, I've been to LA several times, and no- more so north, like, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of still, like, the bougie, yeah. like, aspect of California, but I really want to go to the beaches south of LA and, and check that out. Yeah, because I lived, I lived at in an East Coast beach for two summers um, in Maryland called Ocean City, which is just the tourist ocean beachfront of Maryland. Um, but we lived down there for two summers and like the first summer we were there, I lived on a house on the beach for the whole summer and it was the best time I've had. Who, Just, like who all lived there? How was it? It was me. Day? So it was me um, and a bunch of our friends from high school and then some of the friends that went to a different high school that were friends with my friends. Okay. So we had a, we had a building that was two apartments, a bottom floor and a top floor that we rented together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a beautiful place, um, five, four houses from the beach. Um, and what did you do for work? Were you just kicking it? I worked um, at a place called Embers. It was just a restaurant. Um, that's what you did. You wor- if you wanted to live down there, you either got a job at one of the restaurants or you worked at like one of the marinas or you did scopes, taking pictures on the beach or you worked, like I said, anything, any yeah. of the, the touristy places. Kind of like seasonal jobs. Exactly, yeah, exactly that. So I worked at a place called Embers, um, which was a seafood buffet with my friend Brian, who I lived with. And it was the best job the best serving job i could have ever asked for because a it's a buffet so my job is hi my name is mason the buffet's that way go stuff your faces i'll take your plates and then it's expensive it was forty dollars a plate so two people is a hundred dollars after they get drinks and then they they tip everyone tips for some reason at a buffet um and we could add gratuity on parties larger of six and i'd have like 10 tops and 15 tops in my so i made a lot of money for not that not, much work. Yeah, yeah, not totally. For not work. having to be that like never had to go standard in. front of house. The restaurant opened at two p.m., so I could sleep in every day and yeah. stay up as long as we wanted. Our sleep schedule was fucked because I'm sure <laughs> because all my roommates all my roommates got off at eleven and then we never or later and then we never wanted to go to sleep after we get off work because yeah. we wake up and go to work so mm-hmm. that's like our morning working and then nighttime we all went out and drank or drank at the house or went to the bars. So that was just a great time. And not that California would be like that, but... But still, it's a... When you live on the coast, this may be like... I don't know if I know exactly what I'm talking about, but like something about coastal living is just different. It's more laid back. Exactly. There's just this laid backness about it that you don't find in... Even if it's like in the sticks of... Tennessee, there's something about living on... It brings a peace to the people. It's yes. not as violent. You know, I don't... There was violence. Peace to the people. But it's... The for water. the most part, it's just, for some reason, being... You're right, along the coast has just a, a serene, like, energy that it mm-hmm. drops over the, yeah. the towns right there. 
And that's kind of what I want to get back to. Like my whole thing, my thinking lately has been like, okay, what experiences do I want to have in my life before I settle down with something permanent, mm-hmm. i.e. a family or, or a serious like mm-hmm. job that I'm going to stick to for a long time. So I kind of want to live in California for a little while. However, I would also settle for something close that I could get to California. Uh-huh. And that's why even lately I've been thinking about going and getting a master's degree or an MBA from maybe somewhere in Denver. Like okay. Boulder would be fantastic. I think that would be my number one choice as of right now for my next step would be go to Boulder in Colorado, do some master's program. I haven't figured out what I would want to do yet, whether it be an MBA or more of a specialized track. Like a certification type of thing, yeah. Yeah, but that would be perfect because that would knock off two things on my like life bucket list, which mm-hmm. would be get some more education so I can get a better job. But it's not even, my motivation isn't even so I can get a better job. I just realized from the job I have now that I'm not smart enough to hang at a serious firm. Like I have enough to to manage at the company we're at now, but if I was to get hired at another firm, I'd be kind of in over my head. Mm -hmm. Not that I wouldn't learn from being there, I would, but I just, I know that I don't have that's amazing but that's um, I think that's so amazing that you can even say that and realize Mm -hmm. that because yes dream big yes give yourself credit but to I think there's so much respect and humility in uh, no I I actually do want to further my education because I I'm not at the level um to to get this job that you desire whether it's at a firm whether it's just to get the knowledge to just have that experience I think that's incredible think even more it's turned into like I just want to be more of a valuable human being mm-hmm. and not that it's like I'm caught up with being valuable to other people I just want to be the best that I can be I'm not even sure why but your potential like you have you were born you were do you listen to Gary Vee no I, I know who he is but I don't listen to him so I love his his bit or hit one of the things he always says is the chance that you're even alive right now, the chance that you have a life is one in 14 trillion mm-hmm. or whatever. He's like, True. your mom could have gotten up and gotten another glass of wine, okay? <laughs> and then, and he just goes on, he's like, and to think that you are basing your life on the opinions or on, or working for someone else, all this stuff is ludicrous. Like, yeah. you know, you just to really manifest your abilities and your who you are as a person and your potential um and that's what life's all about i think that's really like the cap of it i agree and that's i mean blessed a to be born and living this life but to have been born in the country we are because we have the ability to live our life and do really whatever we want to do Mm -hmm. with it i mean that's kind of what i'm realizing especially this quarantine has not been bad for me i'll say that because it's given me a lot of time just to like on or to think without interruption um you know i get off work at five which is right there at Mm -hmm. that desk and then i kind of just hear watching tv or playing xbox but it's given me a lot of time really to have these long thoughts and another thing i thought about like all these ideas that i have have not come i haven't had like this train of thought my whole life like when i was in college or when i was in high school um I never really wanted to learn. I was just mm-hmm. there because I had to be there. Um, I feel the same way. And it's been interesting since I've gotten out of college. I, like even in college, I was just kind of doing it because I wanted to do it. While I was interested in what I was learning, you know, I didn't, I, my mentality was like, all right, once I'm done with this, I'm done. You know, I'm over it. And right. now that I'm out and I kind of have this free time, I'm like, well, you know, how? let's just see how, good I can get you know yeah see who do how I much... want to be what do I want to do mm-hmm. and to like be able to sit with yourself and not be so busy with what your weekend plans are what's everything going on like quarantine has provided this stillness and mm-hmm. this almost um, like a meditation right like the opportunity to turn inward and say what do you want when this you know when we are able to move freely or just within the next two three four five years mm-hmm. if I can think about this now 
you're one thought closer. Yeah. And, and then the more you manifest that, I mean, I'm a huge believer in manifesting. And even if it, even if it's just a thought that crosses your mind of wanting to, uh, you know, open a surf shop in California, yeah. if that's something that crosses your mind, maybe one day when you do move to California and you meet someone who needs help with something and they happen on a surf shop, yeah. it just it manifests in such interesting ways. And, and that, that's a great point to bring up because I've definitely noticed that like there's like a joke that people have like oh there's dream boards like yeah. you put this thing up and you put pictures up of what you want to happen and somehow it'll happen uh-huh. obviously that's not the way things actually happen however 100% I have put things put thoughts out into the universe as simply as saying them out loud and right. having that in the back of my head you know throughout my day-to-day not forgetting that this is something that I would like to have later in life mm-hmm. and a month two months two years down the line I'm there yeah and it's almost like things came it's to creepy me. it can get yeah, creepy things came to me and I all I had to do was seize the opportunity and boom like yeah I had to work hard for it but at the end of the day it seems like it'll flow to you it does and like I mean I am such a believer that that is exactly what manifesting is. People, like, there's the um, the show or the movie, it's called The Secret, and it's the power, or the law of attraction, and it's like, oh, so all you have to do is think about what you want, and then you'll get it. It's like, no, you have to truly want it, and I believe, like, we do have the power. If, if it is something you truly want and you think about, um, that it it does manifest in your reality, maybe it's 10 years maybe it's a year Mm -hmm. maybe it's five years maybe it's 20 years but just that thought process and that attraction that you had initially yeah it's it's worth something because another thing to think about too is like i think your subconscious is such a powerful tool that people don't realize is a tool like because sorry to interrupt we're not taught about our subconscious when we're younger we're not taught right we're not taught about like to be honest i didn't know or practice goal setting properly until maybe after college and setting goals quote unquote was always something we learned young like oh your goals your dreams what do you want to do when you grow up but I don't know if I was ever paved the way properly of no I guess this just comes along with being a kid too but like to to really know how to set a goal and to really know how to um tap into your inner knowing set the right goals like set goals that are true to you and not goals that other people have told you are good goals right right and I think a lot of that has come through or a lot of that learning has come through not school but just the 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 wealth of information that people are putting out there whether it be through podcasts or through social media like I've learned so much not tangible facts but just ways to think and different thoughts are different ways to process information through listening to podcasts mm-hmm. I've noticed like I the first Joe Rogan podcast I ever listened to was at the house that I lived in at Ocean City, the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. One of my roommates, Ethan, had it on on the TV. And at the time, it was just, you know, I've never seen this before, whatever it is. And it was Joe Rogan and Dan Blazarian. Do you know who that is? Dan Blazarian? I've heard of him. He's just some Instagram famous guy that's made a ton of money off gambling. And he has like a cannabis company. And he's like famous on Instagram for having guns, hot girls. And just that whole lifestyle. Okay. And he's like, he's the guy. Okay. So anyway, at that time, like that caught my mind. I was like, oh, I've seen this guy on Instagram. Like podcasts give you a chance to hear that person talk Mm -hmm. in an uninterrupted fashion and not scripted. So any other time on TV or on Instagram or Twitter, everything that people put out there is like a deliberately curated, curated is a good way to put it, content. Whereas podcasts, you just kind of get to see inside the mind Mm -hmm. of these figures that normally you wouldn't get to hear them talk unless you met them in person and it just kind of flows and it's obviously every podcast is different based on who the, is you right who's talking yeah. and who's and what um what similar interests the people have um and i always find it super interesting 
if you think about your podcast library, you're subscribed to some, you've listened to some that you chose not to subscribe to, there is so much power in recognizing what you're attracted to and and trying to really understand why. That's a really why. good point. Um, I'm, not, I'm personally not really into, I mean, I love horror films and whatever, but for some reason, the whole true crime podcasting doesn't appeal to me. I'm me I'm a visual person. I like to watch horror movies or like, or, or if I'm watching something in, in that realm on TV, I like the visuals that they give. When it's just on a podcast, I, I'm uninterested. It doesn't do anything It doesn't do you. it, yeah. But then if it's, if we're talking about facts about health and wellness, I'm so tuned in because yeah. that you need to listen to and you need to get those, um, those things down to, to understand it. And that's yeah. something... I don't know. I think it's very... Well, it's your, yeah, I mean, it's... Your, and I'm the same way. Like, well, what podcast, what's in your library that you listen to? Um, I like the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Okay. Um, there is Juliet Allen, which she's like an Australian, like, sexologist, basically. Mm. But she goes into, um, like... I wouldn't even say... Like, she definitely talks about sex. But it's more of, like, intimacy and tapping into your... Um, femininity and all this stuff and she just talks about such crazy things that like it is a bit woo woo but <laughs> I've never heard anyone talk about it like that and your inner oh, magic yeah. and whatever um, so that's one I also listen to I like listening to podcasts that the people are talking about things that you don't hear often right. because you really do have to listen to the full thing to get the pieces of like crazy information that's like yeah because they're hidden sometimes little sentences are hidden in a podcast that you're never going to find you're never even going to find if you try to look for it in that podcast mm -hmm. you know you have to actually listen to it straight through to find these little tidbits of personality or information that people share um but i mean i'm the same way like the the kind of podcast that I listen to... Tribe of Mentors is also a good one. Joe Rogan, I listen to... Have you listened to Tribe of Mentors? No. It's, Should I? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> what is that? How would you describe that? Is that... It's Tim Ferriss. Okay. But that is. It, he's he's like Joe in the same space genre, as, yeah. as Joe Rogan. Um, and it's Tribe of Mentors. Every single one he asks... I think he's got t a total of like 21 questions. And he asks the people he's interviewing maybe like 10 to 14 of them. And mm -hmm. they're super like just involved questions, but they're also like very lighthearted. Thought-provoking, yeah, but lighthearted. Um, and, and one episode is he asks the question. I'm pretty sure they're not even in the same room together. He asks the question, and then the person he's interviewing answers, and it could be a five-minute answer. And then he asks the next question. Yeah. And it's That's interesting. chock full of valuable information just wisdom because wisdom. the people he does interview are also people in that yeah. space yeah um, and that's you know what you just tapped on there like gathering wisdom from other people is something that is a great way to describe like what i've gathered from listening to podcasts and you know i say it over and over again and i will continue to but like the joe rogan podcast has really opened my brain to just these different channels of thought because of the people that he talks to and also because of the way that he talks to these people and mm -hmm. the questions he asks. Um, like, it, it's made me realize, like, oh, I would like to know what that, like, the answer to that question you just asked. Absolutely. And now I'm going to ask questions like that moving forward. Like, a lot of the people that I've talked to have said to me, like, you always question everything or you're always very, like... Um, Inquisitive. Yeah, acquisitive, and I don't know if sometimes they mean that as a negative or a positive, but I noticed that too, and it's just that I'm just a very curious person because I always want to know the why. It's like you're hungry for that. Yeah, I, like I want to know the why behind a decision, not because I'm like questioning your motives. Like I'm just curious of the motives so I can understand. Like if in, in case I encounter the same situation, like mm -hmm. how have you dealt with this or what made you what made you make this decision? Because like I said, if I encounter the same thing, like now I'll have a little bit of reference for how someone else has handled it or why why they feel this way or what led them to make this decision, you know? Absolutely. I think there's also so many layers. It, I mean, life is layers and layers of every, people have layers, situations have layers, um, industries, the professional world, everything is just so dynamic mm. and, 
going back to what I said, like finding what you like and finding what you're attracted to speaks volumes, at least to me, because then you can really learn to tap in and listen to your inner self. I think one of the biggest things I've learned this year is like, give yourself more credit. So this goes also along with like meditating. Listen to what is going on inside like so many everyone outsources like does this look good does this sound okay is this and it's all you're outsourcing whether it be validation or something and because we become so distracted by that as society we forget so much how you are everything you need and whether whatever you believe in it's like you have it all inside of you if you just yeah. Man, like manifest those things what I was just thinking of while you were saying that is how this quarantine this it's been almost a month I think it'll be a month officially for myself in five days because I started when I got back from Vegas oh. for that conference on the 15th of February and now it's or 15th. no on the 15th of, of March, March. Of yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean it's the 10th of April much. now and so it'll officially be a month of me 30 days of me being here by myself. And I was just thinking while you were talking, like, how am I different now than I was when this first started? Mm -hmm. And if anything, I've become even more comfortable being around myself or knowing, knowing my thoughts and just like, I've never had this amount of time ever in my entire life. I don't think anybody has, unless you live like with your family, like it's still Mm -hmm. a little different. Um, whereas I've had 30 days that I have no reason to leave the house. So it's 30 days of me being here by myself. Really. I mean, I have my phone, I'm communicating with friends and all that, but it's, but also not only are you choosing to do that, it's being enforced. Yeah. So it's like, well, this is what we've got. This is what we're working with. How am I gonna? And I think a really important thing that I've worked on over the past couple of years through growing up like I I got to a point in like when I was 20 or when I was 19 that like I got to college and I started having a little bit of my life to myself and like being able to make my own decisions and I I like remember specifically thinking one day like I don't even know what I like like people Mm -hmm. ask me all the time like well what do you like like what kind of food do you like or what do you like Mm -hmm. to do or where where do you want to live what do you want to be what do you do for fun I don't like I don't have these answers and I don't Uh know why I don't have these answers and I think it was from that period or from that initial thought that the same thing I talked about before like my subconscious went to work Mm -hmm. recognizing things that I like um, and recognizing things that I don't like I think that's the easiest way to start is like okay notice the things you don't like and mm-hmm. check those off the list like that's how I've went through my career choices choice I've made one career mm-hmm. choice to come out here <laughs> um, but like when people ask me what I want to do like the answers I can give are the things that I don't want to do right because there's so many things out there I can't pick one but I can mm. definitely pick a lot of things that I have no interest in doing for sure um, for sure so it's been like, like I said, over the last couple of years, I've just been me finally gathering, like, how I like to decorate, you know, the place where I live, mm. what type of furniture I like, you know, how, what kind of podcasts I like listening to, right. what kind of food I like, what kind of hobbies do I want to put my time into? Like, I'm so passionate about snowboarding, and I love doing it, and it's been really shitty that this quarantine has taken away two big trips that I had planned. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of knowing yourself, bef- like... This is something people say a lot, but, like, you have to love yourself before anyone else will. For sure. But I think that's so important to, like, drive home because if you don't know who you are inside your brain, then Mm. you're going to run into a lot of, like, personal struggles down the line because you're not going to, like, you're going to try to be other You can mask it as long as you want, but eventually all of that shoving under the rug will come out. And, I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be crazy things, but, like... That's why I think there are so many issues. Sorry, this is kind of another sidetrack thing. Um, our parents got married so, like it, it it's it was common that you know you either get an education, but right in your twenties you got married and started having kids, and divorce rates are up. This is a very cliche thing that I'm even saying, but everything it's like I want to take the time to figure out who I am, to figure out what my mm-hmm. Um, 
my interests are and just who I am as a person, how I deal with stress, how I deal with grief, how I deal with things as myself. So then I can better support someone and they can support me based on the fact that I've already done my self work. To even take it a step further, building off of what you just said, you know, yes, a partner is important to have yourself collected. But even if you're going to raise a child, if you're going to bring a kid into this world, don't you think that you can do a much better job of down... Because when you have a kid, you basically download your personality and your partners into this kid. So if you don't know how to deal with situations or if you're unsure even who you are, that could... That manifests into the child. Like I said, you download your personality into this kid. I mean, Mm. your children become you. It was a really trippy thing. One of my friends that I grew up with was just showing us pictures of his dad when he was the age that he is now and 100% a carbon copy like the exact (laughs) same person that my friend is at 23 his dad was when he was 23 yeah and it's really trippy to look at and this guy has three brothers Mm -hmm. that all are just carbon like photocopies of the the dad and are all going to look like that at 23 and it might just be that family's genetics because not everyone has that situation but Oh, it's, but I noticed weird. it with yeah. my mom, like, even the things I say, like, if I'm talking to my sister, I'm like, and I'll have the same tone, mm-hmm. and let alone speaking, but just the way that I go about things, and the way that I approach life, it's, it really is your parents download, because they want, they believe that's that they're what, that's doing just it. just what nature is, right. I think. Right, you know? um, but no, I mean, it's it's cool. And I had this thought when you were talking about um, a few things prior. It's like, we're also so young. And I've been complimented by people saying, like, you're you're on a good track or whatever. And it's, it's humbling to know that I am self-aware. And mm-hmm. I don't need to sit here and be like, oh, I'm so self-aware, this, that, and that. But, like, we do have that um, curiosity and that hunger to to dive deeper into ourselves and into other people and figure out what this is all about. I think that's really what it comes down to and and how yeah. to I think my fear is not living as much as I want to. Like we are super young. I mean, you're 25, I'm 22. We have at the rate that the world is going at least 75 more years to go i mean i think (laughs) i I think people are going to live forever in about 30 years you know i think we're going to start getting like robotic limbs and and digital hearts that's a whole another conversation but but realistically like a safe bet let's say we have 70 more years on this earth and then you could say 50 more years of like good concrete living Mm -hmm. just in case things go you know for whatever health reasons down the line but at the end of the day that's such a short period of time because Mm -hmm. As you get older, time goes by much quicker. So, you know, in in three years, I'm going to be 25. And then in five years, I'm going to be 30. And mm. then you're going to have a family at some point between 25 and 35, ideally. Mm. You know, and then from there, not to say that your travels end, but things are definitely going to be different. Yeah. Right? Because you're raising, you're raising another you instead of raising yourself. And we just shift. Our roles in life shift. And... I think it's so important to recognize the role we're in now is 20-year-olds. We That is our job is to be 20 and to fa- start at least figure try and yeah. figure it out. So to, to take advantage of that, I mean, it's a huge blessing. Like you said, even to just be born in America is like, that's awesome. And to have the curiosity, I just said that, but like. That even goes down another rabbit hole that I don't know if we're going to really divert if I bring this up, but I'm already bringing it up, (laughs) so I have to bring it up. Like, when you think of, like, predetermination, and a lot of people that live in America think that, like, you have this path in your life that you you live by, and, like, things come in your way because of a certain reason. Mm -hmm. But if that's the truth of life, we're all, all humans are life. You know, we're all the same thing, Mm -hmm. but then... Like, what about the people that grow up in third world countries that don't have this uh, access to just interaction and resources that people in America do? So, like, how does that explain their lives when it comes to... Because they're... Like, the way I look at it is, like, the world is a organism. 
Nolan no organism. <laughs> and then we're all cells and we're all buzzing bodies of energy mm-hmm. on this. And there's some areas of a of an organism organism that operates in different ways. And then there's also it's just like it's crazy to think, but like the the underprivileged areas of the world are just the part of the cell that are not as strong. And then there's other parts of the, the organism that are strong. Mm-hmm. And eventually, depending whenever the world is gonna end, our or this organism, this planet is gonna die out. Mm-hmm. Parts of the world are gonna die out before the full star yeah. dies out. You know what I think is gonna happen? What? I think that we're slowly going to move into space. And We're into it. Oh, no, human? No, no, like, like for living. Like, I oh, think okay. that now is just the start of it. Like, Virgin is having their spaceships that they can send up for commercial use. Mm-hmm. And, like, rich people can pay for trips up to space. But I think eventually... We're going to fuck the earth up so bad that we're not going to be able to live here. But it's going to be more feasible for us to live on the moon. Well, even in just the outer ozone of the earth and like Mm. orbit around the earth. Because think about it like life needs sun. Yeah. And there's sun in outer space. So if we brought life, trees, organisms from earth up to space and had some type of platformed, domed... The technology. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. I mean, at the rate we're going. And then, so we're going to live, like, there's going to be a race of humans that live up above the Earth in space. (laughs) I've had also a lot of time to think about this in quarantine, (laughs) if you can't tell. And then then down on Earth is just going to be like this fucking wildness of the animals are going to come back, plants are going to take back over, and the people who didn't have the money to go up to space... Are going to be back Wild. as like pri- not primates, but like primitive living, mm-hmm. and the whole cycle is going to start back over again. And then okay. we're going to like move out to Mars, or us, or us, uh, I can uh, see a it. meteor is going to take us out up in space, and then boom, the regular Earth flings are back. I I that will just say this. No, no, no. Tangent. It was good, and I, this will be the last thing that I say. Um, someone, my sister's very involved, or um. She subscribes and cares a lot about sustainability and green and plastic and everything that is really killing our earth, and she's very against. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation with someone and kind of explaining my sister's viewpoint. I'm like, I'm I'm all for it, you know, with the whole restaurants not using plastic straws anymore and the the little things that are eventually that are drops in the bucket eventually will create better habits. Um, and this guy I was talking to kind of like rocked my world and was like, I get it. It's an amazing thing to attach to. It's an amazing thing to believe in. But at the end of the day, by you bringing your reusable bags into Jewel and you not using a straw in your vodka soda, you're not saving the world. We as humans are in our, uh, fight or flight Mm -hmm. and we are survivors. When the world gets pushed to that level of, um deterioration and just like the world will eventually collapse because our ozone layer and the environment is no longer sustainable yeah we're gonna figure something out because we're savage and well i think the bigger answer is humans might not but the earth will figure mm-hmm. something out like it might be a solution without us here or without the majority of us here but the earth has been here for 14 billion billion trillion years right so right there's going to be an answer I mean, if anything, we're, Some shit's gonna we're, we're in fight or flight not to save the earth. We're in fight or flight to save ourselves, uh-huh. right? Because there's been however many mass extinction events that happen once every 100,000 or so years or once every million years. And from everything I've heard, something like that is coming up. You know, yeah. we're, we're like overdue for a mass extinction. Well, someone event. said too the other day, like even the coronavirus, we were due for something to disrupt our... Mm-hmm. It was too good for too long, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll be here to to watch and see where it goes, hopefully for as long as we can, but I think that's the... That's realistically something that might happen in our lifetime, too. Like, some crazy shit goes down. I mean, they've said that Yellowstone um, could be the, like, super volcano that goes off and wipes out half of North America. Because that that geyser is set to blow every, I don't know what the time span is. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's 100,000 years. Every 100,000 years. And it's been like 
150,000 years since the last time it erupted. Oh, and really? if that super volcano goes off, it'll send an ash cloud. All of this I've heard from Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll send ash clouds up into the atmosphere that'll block out the sun for months. And if that's the case, then we're fucked. I mean, yeah. and it's also like an eruption, a shockwave, earthquakes come after that. Like, that'll disrupt everything. And that could be something that happens one day, and then literally everything we know changes. Yeah. Which is even a bigger reason to go live your fucking life yeah. before some shit like that happens. <laughs> 100%. What are we going to do, Lisa? <laughs> what are we going to do? Right. You need Just to go... continue to, to <laughs> spread our, um, our knowledge and be the best people we can be. It's, it's, live your life. Yeah. I mean, it, again, that's Something kind of... my friend Mario always told me was like, or he didn't tell me it, but he would just say it when people like would ask weird questions. He'd be like, this is, this is your life. We're just living it. Like do whatever you want to yeah. do. And for some reason, like as simple as that statement is, for some reason it's like resonated with me that at the end of the day, like this is my life. Like I'm not living your life. You're not living my life. Yeah. I'm not living these kids' lives that are living out there. Like at the end of my life, I'm only going to be able to look back on the memories that I have. So I need to make yeah, these you're memories. Dying exactly, yeah, you're exactly, dying alone. You're dying alone. No one's going Exactly what I want them to be. Yeah. And for all I know, I mean, you guys might not even be real. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> we're getting crazy now. Like you but are. We've been getting crazy. Right. You are, but like, like I said, at the end of the day, I only have my thoughts that I have to live with. Like I don't hear your conscious and you don't, you're not affected by the thoughts that I have if I don't voice them, but I am. Right. If I close my mouth, something's still rolling in Mm. my head, whatever that is. I mean, we create this whole reality is created by us and our little eyes are looking and winking at the whole world. And we, we create these systems in our subconscious and in our conscious day to day lives. And that's not really what it is Mm -hmm. because you have your viewpoint. I have my view. Hey, Lisa, looks like we just hit an hour, so let's call it quits for this podcast. <laughs> Probably for the best. We got, we into <laughs> yeah, we definitely got off into a couple tangents ideas. there. Um, if you guys like those type of conversations, we can definitely have more of them. Um, but Lisa, thank you so much for coming by today, breaking quarantine to come live Absolutely. on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I think it's always so important to have like those kind of off just crazy conversations yeah. because it doesn't mean anything. Someone but, needs to have them, but yeah. it, it might mean something. Yeah. You never exactly. know. Well, it's true. <laughs> Expose well, our minds. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Be safe.